0: Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level English learners. Today's episode will introduce and explain vocabulary that may be essential in a disaster. I will teach you key phrases and words to describe disasters, raise awareness and gain support, and that may help you survive in a disaster situation. This episode is dedicated to the people affected by the recent earthquake in Turkey and the Middle East and should hopefully be a useful resource to help people wanting to communicate about natural disasters in English. You can find the full transcript for free over on the Thinking in English blog, I'll put the link in the description. I'll also share some donation links on my social media. So here is today's episode. Today's episode will be slightly different to my normal shows. Last week, Turkey and Syria were hit by a catastrophic earthquake. The disaster has destroyed entire communities, tens of thousands of people have lost their lives and many more are missing, injured and displaced. The images coming from Turkey and the Middle East are terrifying and devastating seeing towns completely demolished by the immense power of the earthquake, buildings laying in piles of rubble, and families mourning their missing relatives is soul-destroying. I have a lot of Turkish listeners. In fact, Turkey is my second biggest audience. I have Turkish subscribers to my Patreon, and I talk regularly to people in Turkey. Many of you listening have reached out to me, asking me to post on my social media and raise awareness for the disaster. And while I've done this, I wanted to do something more. I don't have much money right now, so I'm not able to give a meaningful financial donation. But I wanted to be of some use or help to all of the Turkish listeners who reached out. So I've decided to make this podcast. This podcast is going to introduce explain and teach essential vocabulary for disaster situations. I'm going to break down the podcast into three main sections. First, vocabulary to describe disasters. Second, language for survival in a disaster. And third, essential English for raising awareness and support. I've written this episode in a slightly different style as I want it to be as clear as possible and introduce as much vocabulary as possible in a short period of time. I hope this podcast will be of use to some of the people in Turkey who want to communicate with the English-speaking world about the disaster in the country. My biggest regret is that I didn't make this episode earlier. It was on my list of ideas for months. And I'm sure there are many people listening to this podcast from countries at risk of natural disasters. I have large audiences in places like Italy, Japan and South America. All places that could experience devastating earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, typhoons and more. Hopefully you will never need this episode but I think it is important that everyone is prepared and able to discuss and communicate about disaster situations. Key Vocabulary for Describing Disasters First and foremost, it's important to note that natural disasters can be broadly categorised into two types, geological and meteorological. Geological disasters include earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, and tsunamis. Meteorological disasters include hurricanes, tornadoes, and floods. An earthquake is a sudden and intense shaking of the ground, caused by the movement of tectonic plates. A volcanic eruption occurs when molten rock, ash, and gas escape from a volcano. A tsunami is a giant wave caused by an underwater earthquake or volcanic eruption. Hurricanes, also known as typhoons or tropical cyclones, are powerful storms with strong winds and heavy rain. Tornadoes are rapidly rotating columns of air that form from powerful thunderstorms, and floods occur when a body of water such as a river or ocean overflows its banks and covers the near land. Having a solid understanding of the different types of natural disasters and the vocabulary used to describe them can help you better prepare for and respond to these events in the future. When a disaster strikes, you need to be able to communicate its impact effectively. This information can help emergency responders prioritise their efforts and give resources correctly. To describe the severity of a disaster, we can use words such as mild, moderate, severe, devastating and catastrophic. A mild disaster might cause minimal damage with little impact on daily life. A moderate disaster might cause some damage and disrupt daily routines, but the situation can be managed. A severe disaster, on the other hand, can cause widespread destruction and result in significant loss of life and property. And a catastrophic disaster is one that is so severe that it has a profound and long-lasting effect on the region and its people. The tsunami that hit Indonesia in 2004 and the tsunami that hit Japan in 2011 are examples of catastrophic natural disasters. The severity of a disaster can also change over time. You may also need to be able to describe the extent of damage and the effects it has on the people and the environment. This information is essential for raising awareness and support, and guiding relief efforts. To describe the impact of a disaster, we can use words and phrases such as damage, destruction Loss of life, displacement and environmental impact. Damage refers to the harm caused to the property and infrastructure, such as homes, roads, bridges and communication systems. Destruction is so much damage that a building or structure cannot be repaired or used again. Loss of life refers to the death of people as a result of a disaster. Displacement refers to the forced movement of people from their homes, often due to safety concerns or destruction of their homes. People may become homeless or seek safety in temporary shelters. Environmental impact refers to the effects of a disaster on the natural environment, such as soil erosion, water contamination and air pollution. Other phrases that can be used to describe the impact of a disaster include power outages, emergency response, relief efforts, evacuation orders and infrastructure collapse. English for survival Knowing the right words and phrases to describe safety measures during a disaster can be crucial. For ensuring your own safety as well as the safety of those around you. It's important to be able to communicate effectively about the dangers and steps that need to be taken to stay safe. Here are some key words and phrases to use when discussing safety measures during a disaster in English. Evacuate means to leave a place especially because it's dangerous. Shelter is a place of safety or refuge. Flash flood, a sudden, fast-moving flood that occurs when heavy rain falls in a short amount of time and can often cause secondary damage to an existing natural disaster. Tsunami warning, is an alert issued by the government or a warning centre that a tsunami is expected and people should evacuate to higher ground. Emergency services are the services provided in response to an emergency, such as firefighting, ambulance services and police. Life-threatening means something poses a serious risk to someone's life or health. Mandatory evacuation is an order by the government or an authority to evacuate a specific area. Natural hazard is a phenomenon that occurs naturally, such as a hurricane or earthquake, which has the potential to cause harm to people or damage property. Warning system, is a system designed to give warning in the event of danger, such as a fire alarm or a tornado siren. In addition to these specific terms, familiarise yourself with general vocabulary related to safety, such as emergency, danger and warning. Effective communication and the ability to give clear instructions and advice are also fundamental skills everyone should have in a disaster, as it helps to ensure everyone's safety and minimise confusion. Here are some key phrases to use when giving instructions and advice during a disaster. Stay calm. This phrase is used to encourage people to remain calm and not panic in a dangerous situation. Follow the evacuation route. This phrase is used to instruct people to evacuate an area and follow the designated route. Take cover. This phrase is used to advise people to find a safe place to protect themselves from harm. Listen to the authorities. This phrase is used to advise people to listen to the instructions of the government or other authorities during a disaster. Avoid floodwaters. This phrase is used to advise people to stay away from areas affected by flooding, as the water can be dangerous or unpredictable. Stay away from fallen power lines. This phrase is used to advise people to stay away from fallen power lines, electricity cables, which can be extremely dangerous. Seek higher ground. This phrase is used to advise people to move to higher ground, perhaps up a hill or towards a mountain if there is a flood or a tsunami coming. Check on your neighbours. This phrase is used to advise people to check on the well-being of their neighbours and offer assistance if needed. Stay informed. This is used to advise people to stay informed about the situation by listening to the news or following updates from the authorities. Be prepared. This is used to advise people to stay prepared for future disasters by having an emergency kit or a plan in place. Giving clear instructions and advice during a disaster Can help ensure everyone's safety and minimize confusion. It's important to be familiar with the key phrases used in a disaster response and relief efforts. As well as knowing vocabulary about safety messages and phrases for giving instructions, it's also important to be able to communicate with other people also affected by a disaster. Here are some useful expressions to use when communicating with others during a disaster. Is everyone okay? This expression is used to ask if everyone is safe and unharmed. Do you need any help? This expression is used to offer assistance to someone in need. What happened? This phrase is used to ask for information about the situation. Where is the emergency shelter? Use this expression to ask for the location of a designated emergency shelter. What can I do to help? This saying is used to offer support and assistance. Can you repeat that please? Use this expression to ask for clarification or repetition of information to make sure what you're hearing is exactly what the person is saying. Stay together. We use this expression to advise people to stay together for safety and support. Call for help. This expression is used to advise people to call for assistance in an emergency situation. Essential English for raising awareness and support. Whether you're an individual in need or an organisation working to provide assistance, Knowing how to effectively ask for help can make a significant impact on the recovery process. Here are some key phrases to use when you're asking for help. We need your support. Please help us in providing aid or meeting the needs of those affected. Donations of money, goods, volunteer time are greatly appreciated your support can make a difference. Together we can make a positive impact or we can overcome this disaster. It's also important to be specific about what type of help is needed, whether it's monetary donations, physical goods or volunteer time. This will make it easier for those offering support to understand how they can help and to ensure that resources are used effectively. When asking for help, you should also be gracious and express gratitude for any support received. You can use phrases such as thank you for your generosity, we appreciate your help, and your support means a lot to those in need. In a disaster situation, we also need to quickly and effectively communicate the urgency of the situation to those who can offer support. This can help ensure that resources are mobilised quickly and that those in need receive the help they need. Here are some useful phrases when communicating the urgency of the situation. The situation is critical. People are in immediate danger. Time is of the essence. We need your help now. The need for aid is urgent. You should also provide specific details about the situations and needs of those affected. This can help assure that resources are used effectively and the right type of aid is provided. And while it is crucial to communicate the urgency of the situation you should do so in a responsible manner that doesn't create unnecessary panic or distress. Use correct and reliable information and avoid spreading false or misleading information. Expressing sympathy and support to those affected by disaster can also play a crucial role in the recovery process. Showing support can provide comfort and encouragement to those who are going through a difficult time and can help raise morale. Some common phrases you may hear or see on social media include Our thoughts and prayers are with you. We're here for you. We stand with you during this difficult time. We're thinking of you. We hope you find strength in the support of those around you. However, More important than simply expressing sympathy is taking action to show your support, whether it's making a donation, volunteering, offering a service or doing something else that you think will make a real difference. So here is today's final thought. This episode of Thinking in English has been different. Rather than giving you advice or explaining something from the news, I decided to dedicate this episode to everyone trying to communicate about disaster situations in English. I hope that maybe one person will find this episode useful and be able to use the contents to raise awareness, find support and describe the devastation caused by natural disasters. I'm going to leave more information about the disaster in Turkey and some links to donation sites in the description of the show. And I'll also post some things on my social media and on the blog. So please check them out if you can. And check them out if you want to help people affected by the natural disasters. You can leave comments on the blog, or you can leave a comment on Spotify to show your support to people, um, or reach out to me on Instagram, and I'll pass them through or reshare them onto my story. Um, I've not put any of the normal sponsorship or my own uh, promotions on this episode, as I want it to be as clear as possible and as accessible as possible. So, as always, you can go to the website thinkinginenglish.blog and. Uh, it will be linked in the description and you can read the free transcript of this episode. Um, and if there's interest for it as well, I'll also turn this episode into a downloadable PDF document. Um, so reach out to me if that's something you would be interested in and something that might be useful for you. Um, a, a PDF document where you with the key points so you can uh, share it with other people. Uh, But thank you for listening. I hope this episode has been useful uh, and next week we'll be back to the normal style of thinking in English episodes. Thank you for listening.